All right, you got your camera? You got a bag? You ready to go? Jump on in. We're heading down the road. My name's April, and I'm an award-winning landscape photographer and tour guide. I've been leading small group photo tours for over 20 years. For photographers, non-photographers, and anyone else that just likes to go for a great trip. So welcome to my podcast, Eyes for the Road. Thanks for joining me. This is April, and today we'll be exploring Charleston, South Carolina. Charleston's a city rich with history, full of good food, architecture, and lots of great places to photograph. So let's get started. I would spend three to four days if I were heading to Charleston, and the best time to go to Charleston is spring. Springtime, it's blooming with bright flowers, gardens, and people out in the street in their fancy hats and pretty dresses. So yes, Charleston is a place worthy of discovering with your camera. Charleston's full of stories, and telling a story, I think, is what you need to focus on with your camera. So think about how you want to capture those stories. Maybe spend the first day camera-less, enjoying and soaking in the culture, sitting on a porch, eating some good food, sharing some conversation with a local. After that, then start thinking about what you want your camera to capture. Is it the grand houses on the battery facing the water, facing out to sea, looking at all the centuries of history? This is a city that's seen civilization since the early 1600s and prior, the Spanish, the English, and a culture pretty unique to a lot of us that may not have grown up in the South. And still, you can sense that culture. There's a sense of serving and being served and a kind of a tier structure as such. I know that's hard to believe, but growing up in the North and visiting, you can sense that. And it's still there. It's a beautiful history. It's a beautiful town. And there's lots to explore. One of the areas I would recommend exploring is taking a day and heading out to the plantations. I would also recommend being carless. This is a great place to be carless. And if you choose to do that, to go out to the plantations, you'll either need to hop on one of the shuttle buses, take a bus tour, or rent a car just for that day. One of my favorite plantations is Drayton Hall. It was built sometime in the late 1700s, and it's just full of atmosphere. It's not full of furniture. There's not a single piece of furniture sitting in it. It's open. It's raw. It's porches, just walls, cracks, a little bit of trim around the fireplace. And it looks out all the way down to the river, which back in those days, the river was your main source of transportation. Instead of cars, you received your goods by boat. But just to stand in these open rooms, it's amazing, even in a small group of other people that might be on your tour group, you just feel stories eking out, ghosts pulling out of the corners. So you need to to somehow capture that with your camera. There's a lot of techniques for capturing what I call these stories. So I'll touch on that in a bit. So send, spend some time at Drayton Hall. 
The other plantation that I enjoyed was Middleton. Middleton is magnificent. It has 65 acres of terraced gardens with lush overhanging trees, pathways, little, you know, there's alligators and birds and, you know, it's just lush. It's just lush, green and lush in the springtime and the breeze blowing and these homes, I mean, multiple homes on this property, much as it was back when it was a working plantation with two or three families. And then you had the accompanying service servants, which yes, you'll see the slave quarters. They have costume docents. They have farm equipment. They have people to, again, share the stories, share the history of an era that is now gone, forgotten. So it's like stepping back in time. So I would, again, plan your visit for springtime, look at their calendar, see what maybe special events interest you. Visiting the plantations on a Friday, you'll find it's a little less crowded. You'll have a little more time to yourself. Again, you'll have the sidewalks and gardens to explore, to soak in this rich atmosphere. It's just, I can't even, it's, it's almost tangible, this, this history just seeping out from the, from the trees and the buildings. And, and like I said, it's, it's just storybook. It's, it's like you said, that you feel ghosts when you hear the wind whistle through the draping leaves. So you could easily spend a day between those two plantations. I myself, being that I'm always on a tight schedule and always trying to see as much as I can, I did push and saw three plantations on my last visit. I went to Middleton, Magnolia, and Drayton Hall. At Magnolia, you'll have another estate, lots of gardens, and a beautiful restaurant. Magnolia holds the title of being America's oldest landscape gardens. There's statuary, there's formal gardens, and you have, again, that sense of people with wealth and how they chose, which is, again, so evident in today's Southern culture, the style, the it's one of the cities I would say it's best to dress up a little. You're going to feel uncomfortable if you're wearing a pair of khaki pants full of pockets, let's say in a a photographer vest, you're just going to feel out of place. So I would advise picking something a little more dressy for women that may even include a skirt. Yeah, shock, a skirt. <laughs> but the women in, in the South, they do. They're feminine. They wear skirts. They wear fancy hats. You'll see many men, young men, businessmen wearing suits in the springtime, the seersucker suit, lightweight stripe. It's typical southern culture and they embrace that and they they love it i mean this is and they and they still do that today so again take a full day visit the plantation if you can like i said try to go on a friday maybe on saturday if you've timed your visit for near easter which to me is a highlight because it is again it's just part of the culture charleston is filled with churches that may or may not interest you, but it is part of the people. It's part of the culture. There's different types of churches, but the singing, the music, it just 
it flows out in the street. It just exudes. These are churches you step into it and people are just singing and it's just welling up from them. It's just that gospel sound, that joy, that embracing of the sounds and the and joyfulness. It it's just it's just so much here. There's joy, there's sorrow, there's mystery, there's history, there's you know, and ghosts. All these all, a lot of these cities down in these deep cultured south have these it's the history, it's the stories, and this is what you're seeking to immerse yourself in so that you can capture that and come away with images that you feel share that, share your experience. So going back to capturing a story, I would, capturing a story through your photo often involves using elements of composition, using the light. The light can tell a story. Early morning light, you have that atmosphere. There's a lot of moisture in the air in the south. So you can almost, it's almost tangible, the moisture hanging from the trees and in the air And sometimes it actually gets on your filter. So it's important to not get too warm, you know, keep your camera kind of in an even temperature. Don't go from really cold air conditioned to outside. You're going to maybe get condensation inside your camera, which the digital cameras are more sensitive to. Um, Light plays a big part in telling a story. Is light coming in at an angle? Is there light coming through that crack that's the doorway that's slightly ajar? Is there light coming through that wrought iron gate? There's a lot of decorativeness to Charleston. Architecture, whether you're interested in it or not, your eye will probably seek it out because of the details in these buildings. It's one city that I feel they haven't taken a bulldozer and just started over and decided, you know what, we're going to do shops on the bottom and houses on the top. No, again, Charleston has really worked even with the earthquakes, the floods, the hurricanes. They've had some severe weather issues here based on where they sit, and yet they hang on to their culture, their history. It's such a part of them. It's just a part of who they are, and they're so proud of it. So visiting in the springtime, pick and choose maybe some homes you want to tour the inside. And if you don't want to tour the inside, just walk the streets. Again, the streets are full of stories, full of these beautiful columned buildings. The battery, as I mentioned earlier, is these stately columned homes that stare out to the water. And again, time of day Use the light to help you tell the story, whether that's early morning, late afternoon, early evening, blue hour. If you're not familiar with blue hour, it's right after the sun goes down. You'll notice the sky turns this deep, deep blue. And even if your eye isn't quite accustomed to seeing these things, when you look at it through your camera, and especially on the back of the, with the digital cameras, you'll see this intense blue offsetting these, like I said, white columned homes, stately homes. And then the little lights start to come on. The lights from the porches, the lights decorating these hidden gardens. All of a sudden, these little 
paths and things reveal themselves. Light coming through the many stained glass windows. The city has a high concentration of churches, as I mentioned, and they are both stately, interesting, and have hidden cemeteries, courtyards, gardens. To me, it's just a layers of of things, layers of stories. So if I were to describe Charleston, I would describe it's an it's a never ending story. And you need to take time if to return with an image that you're really proud of. I would sit and spend some time absorbing. When we're so fastened to our camera at times, we're not experiencing. We're seeing and thinking about what we're looking at through that viewfinder, through that little square, but we may not be fully allowing our other senses to taste and touch and smell and feel. So sometimes we honestly need to spend some time, set the camera down, sit on a bench, sit on a porch, drink a mint julep, eat some fried chicken, eat a piece of pecan pie, and sit and listen to the wind or listen to the people and the the way they're talking. Watch the procession of, of beautiful people. There's so many beautiful people and they dress. They are proud of themselves. They're proud of their culture. And in the springtime, it's like the city bursts alive. So again, I encourage you, the best time to visit the city is between mid-March to April. The city for 70 years, this year it is the 70th year they've hosted the Home and Gardens Tour. And these are private homes and homeowners that have opened their houses to be a part of this tour and raise money to continue with the historic um, preservation of these grand homes and gardens. So this is a great time to visit. And again, right before Easter, the Saturday before Easter Sunday, they have an amazing parade. Women in fine Easter hats, dressing their children, their dogs, their their husbands, everyone lines up along the sidewalks and you see this procession. I've never seen anything like it. Maybe nothing like this really happens other than in the South. But again, an event to take part in, an event to photograph, an event to observe and include in your stories that you're sharing through your photos. So there's also beaches. So if you want to visit the beaches, there's a lighthouse, there's Fort Sumter where the Civil War started. There is a couple of ships. Again, other elements, the city market, which used to be where basically a farmer's market back in the day, you would buy your rice, your vegetables. Today, it's become more touristy, um, but more stalls geared to those things. But you will still see women weaving the seagrass baskets, weaving the teaching the children the craft of making the seagrass baskets, which again, are very beautiful part of the culture, part of the history. Some he- some planning tips for you. If you're going to Charleston, I advise staying in a bed and breakfast. But if you need to save some money, there are some chain hotels. On average, springtime prices, you're looking at about $200 a night. 
at one of the bed and breakfasts, or you can choose, I believe there's a Motel 6, there's a Holiday Inn Express. Some of these you can probably get a room for a hundred, maybe a little less if you watch the specials or have points or programs with these properties. Another thing to do is a carriage ride. The horse and buggies still trot the streets. It's a wonderful way just to ride and and see the building, see the city without having to do it all on your feet. Perfect way to start your, your trip and your exploration of the city. The homes, as I mentioned, some of them do charge admission, but the streets and sidewalks are free to walk yourself and see the details, look at the churches, poke your head in to some of the gardens. Some of them will be noted if they're open to the public. Some are private and please respect uh, people and homeowners' privacy. What I enjoyed doing when I was in Charleston, a woman named Laura leads Charleston Tea Party Private Tours. Her groups are about Six to eight women, a lot of mothers and daughters take these trips. A lot of friends take these trips. It's kind of geared towards women. It's a ladies thing. She picks you up. She's wearing a hat. She's dressed up. It's as if you're in back in the day. You're stepping back in time. She takes you to her friend's homes, beautiful homes, amazing tea treats and tea served in China and recalls, she steps back, she tells you the history of Charleston, and shares stories of the day, and interestingly, has help. And <laughs> to be honest, it's it's unusual if you've not lived in a home where you've had domestic help, someone serving you, someone cleaning the dishes. That to me is an experience that I've been limited to in a restaurant, but in a private home, someone welcoming you that's not the actual homeowner taking your extra jacket, asking if you'd like an extra sweater, if you're comfortable, please come in, sit down. It's very much time, a, a taste of time travel, I would And I would highly recommend this if you have the time and want to get a taste again of that Charleston society. So I will put a lot of this information in the liner notes. But please um, consider I will be leading a tour next April to Charleston. Those details are on my website, fallphototrips.com. If you have any questions, I highly encourage you to send me an email. My email is april at aprilart.com. And again, thanks for joining me today as we got a taste of Charleston. And this is April again with Eyes for the Road. <music>